Yeah, uh, so you're, you guys are all idiots. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast, the only podcast without a blue check. I'm here with Big Daddy Ranks, Walker Kelly. My name is Jeff Crisco, and that is my dog barking in the background. It is 345, which means the mail is here. <laughs> Hooray, the mailman has come. Dude. Hooray. Again. That's right. My wife is at a, an appointment, so uh, she cannot let the dog outside, so we will just be dealing with that. So, we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, Walker's Week 10 ranks. You can check them out at footballabsurdity.com. Literally at the top of every page, there is Week 10 ranks. You just hit that button and you'll see all of their ranks. Uh, you can see good ranks like, let's see, uh, David Njoku at five and bad ranks like Dontrell Hilliard. Dontrell Hilliard is a <laughs> fine enough football player. He's not even in my top 36. I don't know why you're complaining. I would rather start uh actually i don't know any of these guys if i'd rather start fine you win i'd rather start yes. uh jalen warren mm, i don't know about that one you don't know about that one all right fine uh so what we'll do today is we'll talk some starter sit for thursday night football a very straightforward and then uh we'll talk about our sicko stashes i only have three this week like i honestly i stayed up last night i went through and i was like i don't really particularly want any of these players so i was struggling for sicko stashes this week walker you have five i do uh, so we'll go from there we'll talk about walker's sneaky fart of the week which is a flex start and then uh, talk through Walker's ranks, uh, higher on, lower on, toughest rank, most surprising, sneaky start, and tough sit at each position. So let's start with Thursday Night Football Walker and the quarterbacks. You don't even have P.J. Walker listed. Uh, probably don't want to list a guy who will might get benched. Right, yeah. I don't even know if he's going to play the whole game. So uh, no thank you. Th this is what I was wondering. Uh, are we going to see three Panthers quarterbacks? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think you're going to see Sam Darnold yet, but... Uh, it'd be funny. Yeah, uh, that would be very funny. Just like uh, every quarter they have a different quarterback and then the fourth quarter they just switch them off by drive. Um, and then you have Marcus Mariota at 19, which um, a couple weeks ago these two teams played. Mariota did uh, all right. Obviously it was a uh, an overtime game, so that kind of skews things. Mm -hmm. But um, two weeks ago he had three touchdowns, 253 passing yards. Um, 43 rush yards, but you don't trust it this week, I guess. No, I, I just on a week to week basis, Mariota hasn't been any kind of consistent. So I'm, yeah, I, I'm just not, uh, I, I'm not interested in, in starting him right now. Okay. I mean, that's fair enough. Um, I have him as a, uh, uh, I think I had him as a start in the starter sit this week in the, for this game but it was more of a like hey if you're in a bind i guess you could do this but there uh, there was a list of players i would rather have than him like uh jimmy g jacoby Brissett, um mm -hmm. who else was on that list i forget who andy dalton and uh geno smith were all guys that you could potentially get or already have on your roster that i'd rather start than mariota but um now that i'm looking at it i'm having a hard time getting him higher than 19 so uh uh Okay, I agree. Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> All right. So for the running back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Uh, for the um, running backs, you have Cordero Patterson as a start. 
Um, I think that that's uh, an obvious start. I was kind of hedging on him last week, um, but we saw him do well in limited time. But I wanted to talk to you about the other guy on his team, Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley, uh, two players that we've leaned on a little bit in in Patterson's absence, and you have them both as sits at 37 and 48. Is there a world where you could get talked into Tyler Algier for this week? Uh, Yeah, if you have like a... 16 team, two running back in a flex league. 16 team, two running back in a flex. Okay, so uh, so what I'm hearing is um, you don't like him. I just don't think he's going to get enough touches consistently. You know, he had 10 carries for 99 yards and one target for 24 yards. I highly doubt he's going to be that efficient against any defense with more of a pulse against the run than the Chargers. Um, so, and that's all of them except Houston. So I, I just don't expect him to be that efficient. I'm not thinking he's going to get much in the way of goal line touches. So you're probably going to be looking at like 10 touches for 50 yards and no touchdown. So, uh, I don't want six points in my starting lineup. All right, fine. And then, uh, I agree with you on Caleb Huntley. It was a fun ride while it lasted, but he's done. He had what? Seven, seven carries last week. And that's probably going to get cut in half. Yeah, I mean, he, he's clearly the third best of the three running backs. Yeah, so Deonta Foreman, you have at 35 out of flex. Uh, you have him three spots ahead of Dottrell Hilliard, which is ridiculous. Uh, there's a pretty big tear break there, though. <laughs> but frankly, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, uh, Foreman is the end of a tier that starts at, I would say, uh, like Jeff Wilson. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all of those guys are playable if you want to but i'd probably rather not okay so that's jeff wilson demont moster latavius murray hunt gordon hendo jarek mckinnon deonta foreman i have no problems with that tier um yeah and mckinnon only because it's a really good matchup same reason why uh i have edwards alaire a little higher than i would like to put him but (laughs) yeah and uh, guess who's my sub 10 percent start this week in my uh streamers uh is it pacheco it's jarek mckinnon oh it is mckinnon okay yeah mckinnon six percent rostered has uh the most games this season by a chiefs running back with over half the snaps can you believe that yeah he has three games with over half the snaps and ceh has one yeah when they're in competitive games mckinnon seems to play more even though he's not very good yeah, and it's weird because there doesn't seem to be like, except for last week, there isn't like an associated increase in usage. He's just out there more. Yeah, so, he is. I don't know. I have him as a, as a as a stream this week, but uh, Deonta Foreman. So um, I think we talked that pretty thoroughly with that tier. Uh-huh. So if you prefer Deonta Foreman in that tier, go for it. But um, you know, don't start him ahead of like James Conner, Devin Singletary, Najee Harris, Zeke Elliott, Khalil Herbert. CEH I assume or Antonio Gibson I assume that's the tier uh yeah yes nailed it um yeah because Antonio Gibson I had I, I was writing the start sit for this week and I started off with him as a sit and the more that I wrote about it I was like nah he's probably a start so that's like right on that borderline yep absolutely yeah because they're gonna get walloped and uh he will get lots of targets because JD McKissick is gone he's dead he's dead so you don't believe in Chuba Hubbard no, I I don't expect Hubbard to have much of a role coming back from his injury on a short week. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm not interested there. 
Yeah, and uh, he sucks. Well, I'll always have a soft spot for Chuba, but yeah, he's not great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, sure. uh, sorry, I got distracted by the guy impersonating me. Um. Somebody Stop responded. At Twitter. No, somebody responded to one of my DMs. I get notifications for that. So, because oh. um, I've been, I'm DMing people, being like, "This isn't me." Just heads up, don't hate me. Um, all right. And then uh, for wide receiver, you have DJ Moore as a start. Um, it looks like you're projecting him to catch another 62 yard touchdown. Is that right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, this time it's going to be from Sam Darnold, as we've as we've discussed. Um, He's going to catch one from each quarterback. He's gonna have a line like that, uh, like the uh, uh, Randy yeah. Moss line. Yeah, he's gonna, yeah, three, three for 150 and three touchdowns for DJ yep. Moore for sure. That's that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna undo all of his DJ Moreness. Yeah, wide receiver one on the week, DJ Moore. Yeah. So, um, no, nah, he's a he's a good start. Uh, Carolina's pass defense is real bad, like real real bad. Um, and Atlanta's. so. Yes, that's what I meant. Sorry, Atlanta's. And then you have Terrace Marshall, uh, other guns on the team that might be relevant as a sit. You have him at 49, but I think it's a big coup for Terrace Marshall to even be in the top 50. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a he's a deep league streamer. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's uh, definitely a glow up for Terrace Marshall. Yeah, uh, 15 targets the last two weeks. But uh, also, he hasn't been very good in the NFL. So there is that. You You do have to consider that. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, on the Falcon side, you got Drake London as a flex, uh, Alameda Zacchaeus as a sit. Um, Drake London as a flex. Um, this kind of feels like the last stand for starting Drake London. Yeah. I mean, again, not a guy that I would love to be starting, but in like three wide receiver leagues, he's an okay option. The matchup is pretty good. And he's a solid player who is the number one receiver on his team. He's not consistent um, Mm -hmm. because his role kind of fluctuates depending on the game state, but he definitely has, you know, five for 90 and a touchdown in his range of outcomes. That's true. Yeah. That, that is in the range of outcomes. He's just been so like not great lately. Um, I think I had him as a, I'm double checking. I have him as a sit except if you need a speculative upside flex. Like, there are probably three guys on your team that you would rather start than him, but if you're in a bind, you can go ahead and start him. Yeah, Um, I mean, guys I'd rather start than Drake London, like Zay Jones, Curtis Samuel, Josh Palmer. uh, Yes, I'm I'm trying to see if there's anybody else on this list that... um, uh, sticks out to me not really um in the i'm guessing he's the same tier as like darnell mooney Nicole hardman uh i would not put hardman in that tier i don't think okay i think it would oh. be zay at 31 through godwin at 36 okay ah uh, I, I got too greedy adding uh Nicole hardman to that tier so oops all right and then you have uh walker it looks like you forgot two tight ends in this game you only have you only have Kyle Pitts listed. You forgot to list Ian Thomas and Tommy Tremble. No, I didn't. Yeah, I think you did. No, not gonna make it. Sorry. Uh, more like Tommy Trouble because he's gonna make trouble for the Falcons this weekend. Let's go or on Thursday. No, you have wait. Kyle Pitts. Go ahead. Can't wait to see uh, Tommy Tremble one catch for eight yards and one carry for one yard and a touchdown. 
Let's uh, go. I hope, I hope not. I hope so. You have Kyle Pitts at 15 as a sit behind guys like Taysom Hill, Bob Tunyon, Darren Waller, Gerald Everett. Darren Waller, who we're still not sure exists anymore. Um, you 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 uh, have given up on Kyle Pitts. You've counted out touchdown Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 not uh, I'm just not really interested right now. It's too inconsistent. Um, the passing offense just isn't succeeding with any sort of consistency, uh, any sort of regularity. Like we said yesterday, it's not his fault, but um, it, he's just not reliable for fantasy right now. Yeah, I mean, I had him as like a uh, chances are you probably don't have another option, but if you do go for it. Yeah, I, it's he's an OK option. Like, I'm not saying go out and start Cole Komet over him or anything. But yeah, I mean, if you've got Everett or Tyler say Kate the name, Pete, say the name, you're number three. Oh, Greg Dulcich. Yeah, absolutely. Greg Dulcich. Absolutely start Dulcich over Pitts. Yeah. Yeah. So great matchup. Uh, yeah. Incredible matchup. Um, I'm annoyed that I had to drop him in my home league, but oh well. I did. He was my third tight end, and I dropped him for Aaron Rodgers. Let's go. Oh, no. But then I dropped Aaron Rodgers for David Njoku. There we go. go. <laughs> I'm I'm just hoarding all the tight ends in that league, so uh, I won't win, but I will have tons of tight ends. Um, all right, and then that is it for this game. Very bad game. Go do something else, please. This is not going to be a super fun one. This will go one of two ways. It'll go like it went last or two weeks ago where it was up and down, back and forth, or it will be like nine to 14. Yeah, I think it's going to be the opposite. I think it's going to be sloppier. I think it's the defenses are going to have a better idea of what to expect. And we're going to get yeah. like, yeah, set 17 to 12. Yeah. And when I say nine to 14, I don't mean there's going to be a lot of like defensive things. I mean, there's going to be a lot of like going for it at fourth down at the 40. And then the other team does the same thing. Like the ball just stays at center at a center field <laughs> yeah. for like half the game. Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on to the sicko stashes. So um, I would just like to say rest in peace to the initial sicko stash, Alec Pierce. Um, As long as Sam Ellinger is there and Parks Frazier is calling the plays, uh, I think you could uh, put uh, Alec Pierce back on the waiver wire. What if it was a recreation Niles? (laughs) Oh. I wish there was more words to that because I would I was like and Daphne like that doesn't work. No. <laughs> All right, so uh 2% quarterback uh is your first sicko stash. Is it the same guy as me who is now 3% rostered? Uh who's yours? Is it a one week play for a guy whose elbow is busted? Yeah, Case Keenum. Case Keenum, baby. So, um they're taking on Minnesota good matchup. Yeah, is yeah. this a two quarterback league sicko stash walker? Yes, if if you're in a two quarterback league, you can absolutely play Case Keenum this week. Yeah, now I'm checking to see if uh Scott Fishbowl, I didn't get a notification that he got picked up in my Scott Fishbowl league. Let's see if I can catch people sleeping. I uh, look at that. Yeah. <clears throat> Keen uh this is great radio everybody. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just checking our Scott Fishbowl teams and All the, right. So I I missed it. He is he is getting uh he did get picked up. All right. So uh your first one is Case Keenum. That is also my three percent quarterback. Uh I'm wondering if we have uh three of the same uh guys, if my guys are just your guys. Um we'll see. 
Guys. Uh, all right. So my 5% running back is on a buy. Um, you said that he just gets fantasy points every week, even as the backup. Samaj P. Ryan. Yes. He is a true stash. He is not for this week. Right. We're getting to that time of year where if you have, um, or if we're coming out of buys, um, players, you need to start rostering backups. Like mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year, I want to roster other people's backups. But if you have Joe Mixon, we're getting to that time of year where your whole season could be disrail- derailed if Joe Mixon gets hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if you're a Joe Mixon manager, you should probably, if not this week or sometime soon, make room for Samaj P. Ryan uh, before the playoffs. So that that's that's a very specific sicko stash. So all right, your four percent sicko stash. Let's see at running back. Let's see, four percent running back. Mm. No, no, I didn't even put down like any other speculative running backs. Is it Jamichael? No. No, is it, it, it is a primary backup running back. Oh, is it Isaiah Spiller? It is. Oh, Walker, we both agree he's just okay. Yeah, he's not very good at football, but in the event that Austin Eckler misses time, Spiller would get more touches than anyone else out of the backfield, and he's okay enough at catching passes that he'd probably rack up a volume point total for you. Yeah, that's true. I was looking at him at a, at a 4%, but I was just like, ugh, he's just not, he's not great. He's just okay. Yeah, and, and he's not getting any points at all right now because he's only soaking up like six touches behind Eckler. So he's not he, doing anything. Yeah, and they bring in um, Sony Michelle to just do like, like di- something completely different to uh, what Isaiah Spiller does. Like they have him just be a battering ram and he's not very good at that. So he's, so... As of right now, like Sony Michelle is doing more, but Isaiah Spiller will do more in the event of a an Austin Eckler injury. Correct. Uh, all right, let's see. Hold on. Let me. All right, so now you have a trio of wide receivers. I'm gonna try to pick off the three percenter to see if uh, if we have the same one. Okay. Uh, is it uh, a guy on the Dallas Cowboys? No. Oh, is it Ben Skoranek? No. Okay, uh, I think the percentage has changed. Unless it's Randall Cobb, Tyquan Thornton, or Braxton Berrios. It's Tyquan Thornton. What? Yep. Uh, again, a guy I don't think is very good, but he's on a bye, and you can get him sneaky right now. Devontae Parker's banged up. Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar are being phased out of the offense. Tyquan Thornton's playing a ton of snaps. He's just not getting a lot of targets, but he's shown that he has the ability to be explosive. And in a good matchup, I could see him scoring a long touchdown. Okay, that's fair enough. He's like bargain bin Michael Hardman. Ugh. Ugh. Gross, Tyquan Thornton. Well, this is, a, I mean, that's it's a real sicko maneuver, okay? I like how I'm sitting here and I'm uh, uh, poo-pooing your, your guy. Um, thank you for fixing my typo. Uh, I kind of gave away who my guy was, my 3% wide receiver. We've seen him before this year. And uh, Dak's back. Count. That's right. Dak's back. He had seven targets last week before getting hurt and missing the Chicago game. So it could be a situation where Dak coming back and fixing that offense could get him back into viability because, um, again, what is it behind C.D. Lamb? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I would say that Brown probably still is the wide receiver, too, there. Michael yeah. Gallup doesn't look fully healthy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but... 
you look at Noah Brown, I mean, since the first two weeks when he was 35 and 14, since then he's been 45, 42, 107, 83, and 52. Yeah, but the quarterback situation got really bad there for a while. Sure, but I mean, Prescott, uh, let's see. Yeah, I guess Prescott was back for one of those games, and Brown had eight points on 79% snaps. So, yeah, he's okay, I suppose. Yeah, so, uh, yes, that is a great sicko stash. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, all righty, and then let's see. Your other one's 5% wide receiver. Let's see. Demarcus Robinson on the bye? That's correct, yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see, he's played in his last three games played, 17 targets, so not bad. Right. I mean, he's he's getting five, six targets a game. Um, they don't mind using him near the goal line. They don't mind using him down the field. So uh, he's really their only big-bodied receiver with any type of ability right now. So, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's going to be a part of the offense going forward. Okay. Yeah, that's not a bad... Uh... A bad call, um, especially considering that I tried to get Demarcus Robinson and pivoted to James Prochet again in my 16 team league. So um, I can I can get down with that. And then one percent. Let's see. One um, percent sicko stash. Oh, man, there's so many. Uh, if there was a guy who embodied Walker's sicko stash, it would probably be this guy. Walker's sicko stash. Uh, Olamide Zacchaeus? You got it. Yeah. I've loved this guy since he was at Virginia. Um, I really think he's a solid player, and he gets like four targets a game. So if you're desperate for seven points, um, I'd rather play Olamide Zacchaeus than James Prochet. <laughs> Especially uh, since Prochet's on a bye. So would I, and uh, he was not available. When I say that things are dire in this league, things yeah, are not dire. Kidding. He's 1% owned on Yahoo or 1% rostered on Yahoo, and you still are not able to get him. <laughs> things are dire uh, in that league. Hold on. Let's let's see if I can uh, see. Oh, he got dropped. Oh, man, I can pick him up now. Get him. Let's go. Uh, uh, I can pick him up. Do I want to burn waiver? Oh, no, it wouldn't matter because uh, he got dropped, so he's on waivers. Waivers wouldn't go through till after he plays. So I'd be burning a waiver on nothing. Oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah. All right, fine. All right, who is your sneaky fart this week? Uh, who is a flex start for those of you just joining us? Yeah, I think coming off of a bad week for him, um, I think that Khalil Herbert is somebody you can play. Uh, the Lions did a pretty good job against A.J. Dillon last week, but they were giving up yards to Aaron Jones before he got dinged up and was removed from the game by the Packers. Um this is a Lions defense that's been very bad against the run largely this season. They've been getting a little bit better lately, but I still think that Chicago's more explosive runners, Fields and Herbert, will be able mm -hmm. to pick up chunk plays against the Lions. I don't think they'll have a whole lot of trouble with David Montgomery, but Khalil Herbert, I think, is a guy that you can still play in an RB2 slot, or he's a really, really high-level flex play. Okay, yeah, and... Um... Khalil Herbert, you have um, – do you have him above – yeah, you have him above David Montgomery. So yes. uh, eight slots, it looks like. So, uh, yeah, I I think that David Montgomery, as more of a plotter, like you said, the less explosive runner of the two, um, 
you know, the Lions struggle, correct me if I'm wrong, with giving up big plays running. It's not like five plays here, five or five yards here, five yards there. It's, it's no, the home they, they, they do a lot of like stop you for three yards, stop you for one yard and then give up a 12 yard run the next time. Yep. So, yeah, it, it'll be uh, I think Montgomery will have like 14 carries for 50 yards and then Herbert will have nine carries for 60 yards. Yeah, and he's busting off the long ones. He's busting off, folks. He's, folks, he's busting off. You heard it here first. Our sneaky fart is busting off. All right, let's talk about some quarterbacks that you're higher on this week. Uh, all three of these guys you have as starters, and all three of them by ECR are outside the top 12, so not starters. So first one up, uh, ECR on Trevor Lawrence is 13. You have him eight going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but they shut down Malik Willis last week, Walker. <laughs> uh-huh yeah and uh <laughs> trevor lawrence is much better than malik willis yeah i um i wrote about trevor lawrence this week for the starter sit and i have him as a start and i had to put all my stats as i preface all my stats with before they played malik willis this is what happened right yeah the chiefs defense has been pretty bad this season yeah. um teams have to throw to keep up with them i don't think that jacksonville's gonna stop kansas city terribly well um so i, I figure it's gonna be a high scoring game lawrence is gonna have to throw it around He's probably going to throw at least one pick, but he'll also throw multiple touchdowns and probably at least 250 yards. So I think he's a pretty safe start this week. Yeah, so um, he didn't have a good fantasy week last week, but he had a pretty productive week um, overall. So it's one of those things where this could this could come through for you. So, um, all right, let's uh, let's go on to the next guy who is uh, Mr. Mr. Unlimited. Uh, Russell Wilson coming off the bye. You have him at 11. Uh, Easier on him, 17. Uh, Is this matchup? Yeah, Tennessee not good against opposing quarterbacks. Uh, They just got lit up by Mahomes last week. They've been getting lit up by most people they've been playing. Uh, They got lit up by Matt Ryan earlier this season, who is benched. The the backup quarterback in Indianapolis? That's correct. The same same one, yes. Uh, And Russ is... You know, he's going to throw the ball downfield. So I think that he'll connect on at least one of those. I think that he'll probably, you know, he'll probably have a solid usable week this week. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, it's weird to say that's a crazy gamble to take on Russell Wilson, but I mean, it could go down, it could go bad, but also maybe they just needed that week to yeah. like get everybody's heads out of their asses. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, how that goes. Last guy, you have higher than Mr. Unlimited, and it is uh, Andy Dalton outside of prime time. I have him as one of my streams this week, so uh, feeling good there. Uh, number 10 going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, Steelers have been awful against opposing quarterbacks this year. And, yeah. Uh, Dalton, you know, didn't have a very good game last week, but I... He's been taking he's been mostly taking advantage of the bad matchups or the good matchups he's been getting. Sorry, I lost the ability to speak there for a second. (laughs) But yeah, mostly been taking advantage of the opportunities he's had. Yeah. And um, we had primetime Andy last week. It was uh, incredibly predictable. So, um, all righty, let's um, let's go to some quarterbacks you are lower on. First one is uh, Justin Herbert. You have it 15. ECR is eight. I have Justin Herbert. I wrote about him as a sit this week. Um, uh, he's going to have Josh Palmer and Gerald Everett. 
Right. Yeah. His top three or his top four receiving targets are Austin Eckler, Josh Palmer, Gerald Everett and DeAndre Carter. Is that good? Not really. Um, and he's still not fully healthy. I don't think he will be all season. Uh, his offensive coordinator sucks. And his offensive line's not that good. It's banged up. I just don't. The, and also the matchup's bad. So the, really, yeah. there's 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 nothing in Justin Herbert's favor except he's very talented. Um, but yeah, I, I would try to find a different option this week. Yeah, I saw a tweet. I would. I could look for who did it, but I'm not going to. That said that I think it's since week five, his yards per attempt is like five. That like, is very bad. That's very bad. That's that's not good, folks. So if you have Justin Herbert, um, you know, you could find other guys to stream over him. I agree with Walker on this one. Um, you know, Taylor Heineke is out there, um, who we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is out there. Another guy. That we'll talk about in a second. Also, uh, both um, guys that you could start this week over Justin Herbert. You're low on Dak Prescott. You have him at 22. ECR is nine going up against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, what gives? The Packers are really good against opposing quarterbacks, and Dak's had one good game. Well, Dak's only played, what, like three games? Three games, yeah. But yeah. he's only had one good one. I mean, it, it, and even though his one good one was really good, he's still only averaging 14 points a game. Uh-huh. I know that he didn't quite play the whole game week one, but he played most of it, right? Um, that's what I'm checking right now. Here, I mean, I can check his snap percentage. Prescott. So while you're doing that, I'll talk about... Um, yeah, seven, 77% of the snaps in week one okay. against Tampa. 4.46 fantasy points. 100% of snaps against Detroit, 12.28 fantasy points, quarterback 18 on the week, and then quarterback four against Chicago. So I looked him up in uh, on Sleeper, and um, I was laughing because uh, I forgot that the the uh, commissioner can put a note in for a player. And for Dak Prescott, it says HIPAA expert. And I completely forgot about Dak Prescott's HIPAA thing. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's HIPAA. Uh, I'm pretty sure what you're doing is HIPAA. And also, it's HIPAA for you to put Jimmy Garoppolo at 18, ECR is 12. He's number 10 in your uh, in your scorebooks, number one in your heart. Uh, what's up with uh, not playing Handsome James? I hate him. I think he's gross. What? No, I'm just kidding. He seems fine. But, um, yeah. Not a high I, ceiling play. No, no, not at all. And uh, I, the Chargers defense has been improving. I especially against the pass. I I just don't, I don't see anything explosive really happening in this game. I think that the 49ers will probably win, but I think that they'll kind of just dink and dunk it down the field most of the time. And it'll end up being, you know, 23 to 17. Yeah. I think that this is going to be one where they try to hide Jimmy Garoppolo as best as, as best they can. Um, and that means, yeah, a lot of dinking and dunking, like you said. So, um, you know, with all the yak boys they have on the roster, that is basically the path to him being useful, but that's a tenuous path to take. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I have him as a stream this week, but I'm also saying he's like a high floor, low ceiling. Like I just need points in my lineup stream. So I probably have him around like 15th if I were to make rakes, but I can't disagree with 18. So, um, your toughest rank this week, uh, Tom Brady at nine, uh, going up against the Seattle Seahawks in Germany. Um, is this because uh, he's been bad 
and the Seahawks are good. Yeah, it's Brady's been getting a little bit better. He's only thrown one interception on the season. He's thrown the ball more than any other quarterback in the league, and yet he's just not really producing fantasy points. Um, but the the way they run the offense is conducive to fantasy points. So any week that he throws for more than one touchdown, he's going to be a top 12 quarterback. It's just you don't really know when that is. And the Seahawks, despite the fact that they've been really good against opposing receivers, they haven't been particularly good against opposing quarterbacks. Um mostly because they give up a ton to the tight end, which Mm -hmm. I would guess that they'll probably end up giving up more to Mike Evans because they'll use Mike Evans as just a big body. Uh, And then, you know, Kate Otten will just be normal Kate Otten. But I, I, I think Brady will have enough success to be playable. I just, I don't think you can expect like top five weeks out of him, despite the fact that he's throwing the ball like 50 times a game. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, we talked about it briefly yesterday, is this team forgot how to function in the red zone. Yeah. And so they're, the little cheapy touchdowns just aren't happening. You know, there's no more Mike Evans three-yard, uh, you know, like, what was the game? Like, three catches, two yards, and two touchdowns or whatever it was a couple years yeah. ago? Yeah, that so was really there, funny. Yeah, there's no more games like that. So without the cheapy touchdowns, like, it's 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 tough because all of his touchdowns are, like, 20 or more yards. So, um, you know, I think it's just... You know, it could be a situation where he's not trusting the offensive line. So when things get bunched up, he, you know, he I don't want to say Tom Brady panics because he's Tom Brady, you know, possibly right. the greatest football player of all time. But it's also like, you know, he's older and, you know, you can you you can start to distrust what is happening around you. Um, so I definitely get that. So, and uh, you, you know, mo- Tom Brady has been distrusting things happening around him since uh, the trust in his marriage fell apart. That's right. And uh, did you see that they put like him and Giselle put a bunch of their money into uh, FTX, which <laughs> did it just, collapse? It absolutely collapsed. FTX turned out to be uh, like a Ponzi scheme. Oh, like <laughs> it, it collapsed like all the way. Wow. Yeah. Right. Um, well, so that's uh, wasn't very smart. No, that was that was uh, actively stupid. But as they say, fortune favors the brave walker. <laughs> that's right. Uh, all righty. Um, I, I'm definitely not taking Schadenfreude Freud in all the uh, Schadenfreude, uh, Schadenfreude, Schadenfraud, Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude uh, for all the uh, uh, crypto bros being like, stay poor, and all their money is collapsing. It feels feels great. Uh, Ethereum down two thirds this year. Uh, uh, Bitcoin down from sixty six thousand per Bitcoin to sixteen thousand per Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Feels good, bro. Or was it? Feels good, man. That's what it is. Feels good, man. All right. I'm rambling. Taylor Heineke at Philly. You have it 13. That is surprising. That is your most surprising start. Uh, is this uh, by hook or by crook? He'll get there. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. He hucks the ball around. Um, he runs. He's probably going to have in this game like 225 passing yards, two touchdowns, two picks, and... 30 running yard rushing yards. Yeah, it's um it kind of feels like uh like like yeah, he'll just get you there. Like he's going to get you 16 points. Like if Taysom Hill had put more of his skill set into passing the football. It's like he will get there. And uh it's not going to look pretty. It's not going to be something you're going to want to watch, but you know, fantasy points 
our fantasy points. So um, I, I get that. I was just watching Minnesota and Washington before we started. And uh, yeah, Taylor Heineke had that like, well, uh, yards are yards. So I'm going to take off and run and uh, maybe I'll get killed, but uh, that will get uh, fantasy points for people. So, all right. Sneaky start this week. Jacoby Brissett at 12. I have Jacoby Brissett as one of my streamers this week. Uh, great matchup for him. Right. Yeah. Miami, one of the worst in the league against opposing quarterbacks, uh, got lit up by Jared Goff, just got lit up by um, Justin Fields. So, yeah, I think Brissett can have a solid game here. Yeah. And this is your last time starting Jake Brisket because he gets uh, Buffalo and Tampa Bay in the next two weeks. And then and then, back. yeah, the other guy is back. Other guys back. So this will be your, a great sw- swan song for Jacoby Brissett. I have him as a streamer as well. Tough sit. Kirk Cousins, uh, Mr. 7-1, and one, going up against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, not a very good matchup. Um, I know Buffalo's safeties are are uh, injured, but Buffalo's still a good defense. And Cousins has been pretty solid most of the season, but he has had his bad weeks where he finishes outside the top 20. And uh, I just... I don't trust that there's going to be a ton of passing volume here for Minnesota. I don't trust they're going to be able to consistently move the ball uh, against Buffalo. So I'm I'm just, I'm off of Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah, I don't think that they will be, uh, there will be a shirtless Kirk Cousins dancing in chains this week. No, I don't expect that. I think Buffalo is going to take out their frustrations on Minnesota. Yeah, I, 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 I think so as well. I think it's going to be a, uh, I don't want to say a bloodbath because it might be Case Keenum, but it's not going to be particularly close. No, I think, yeah, I think the team starting Case Keenum is going to win by double digits. Which, well, I mean, it is a Case Keenum revenge game. Let's be clear here. And the Stefan Diggs revenge game. Oh, double revenge game. Double, du- double your pleasure, <laughs> double your fun. Double your revenge. All right. Uh, next guy up running back, you're higher on Leonard Fournette. Uh, you have him at eight. ECR is 14. Uh, like we already mentioned, Tampa Bay going up against Seattle in uh, Germany. I keep wanting to say London, but it's Germany. Um, you you do not believe in the Rashad White is going to take his job stuff. Uh, no, no, because uh, he's not doing that. No, <laughs> at all. It's yeah. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily want this to become another uh, dump on Rashad White session, but. It's just it really doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why I don't understand why this is happening. I can't remember if I said it yesterday, but I've definitely said it on the podcast before, and I'm going to say it again uh, with regards to Rashad White. So I tweeted out I didn't I didn't understand the Rashad White stuff and people are talking about like, oh, well, what do they have to lose? And it's like they're not playing fantasy football. They're playing real football. But. The thing that I've said before, but I'm not sure if I said about this situation is uh, I think of running back spots and spots on the football field a lot like closers in baseball. Okay, closer is a coveted position for teams, even though maybe it shouldn't be, but it's a coveted position. And for somebody to ascend to the closer role, not only do they have to play well, but the guy in front of them has to play significantly worse than they're playing. And when you have two backs like Rashad White and Leonard Fournette who are playing essentially the same. It doesn't make a lot of sense for them to be switching roles. Right. I mean, yeah, Rashad White uh, started the season 27%, 13%, 9% snap share. And then since then, he's had 38, 39, 22, 43, 26, and 35. Yeah. And That's people not, are getting all excited. 
Right, and he's been RB18 because he scored a touchdown. And then 41, 38, 48, 41, 32. He's been essentially unplayable. You know, he's he's had one game above seven fantasy points. Yeah, and people are are falling all over themselves to start him. I don't get it. I have him as a guy that you could stream this week just because in the, like, uh, J.D. McKissick, Dontrell Hilliard sense. Yeah, I not- mean, he'll he'll get you. He'll he'll probably get you at least five points. It's just that he's not going to get you more than eight points. Yeah, he will get you some points. So, uh, but Leonard Fournette will get you lots of points because Seattle's uh, linebackers are bad. That's correct. Yeah. So, um, all right, another guy you're higher on, Zeke Elliott. People have him at 29. Uh, stupid morons. You have him at 23. Uh, genius. Yes. Uh, go on. You you so you. Don't like Dak against Green Bay, but you like Zeke against Green Bay. So you think that their running game is more attackable than their passing defense? Absolutely, yeah. Green Bay's run defense is not good, and their pass defense is very good. So I, I would not expect uh, the Cowboys to be throwing a ton in this game. I would expect Tony Pollard to get a lot of touches, Ezekiel Elliott to get a lot of touches. I think Zeke will score a touchdown in this game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm expecting something like, you know, 55 rushing yards and a touchdown and then like one catch. Yeah, there you go. I mean, the, the touchdown is almost um, a foregone conclusion with Zeke, because if they're five yards and in, I think it's in his contract. He gets to run into the line as many times as he wants. Uh, maybe. Yeah. All right. Uh, third guy you're higher on Latavius Murray. You have at 30. ECR is 41. Uh, kind of a lower end guy, but somebody if you have him at 30, that is a flex consideration where 41 is yep. more of a desperation flex. So uh, the Broncos going up against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, Latavius Murray is not necessarily the starter by snap counts right now, but he's getting all of the goal line touches because it seems like the team is scared off by uh melvin gordon's fumbling so you know 47 43 47 39 and 44 percent snap shares in the four games he's played this season Mm -hmm. um but in those games he's been rb 20 26 30 and 22 he's just he's scoring you know he's been decently efficient and he's scoring touchdowns so I expect his role to be the same. It's not like he was catching passes anyway, so I don't think Chase Edmonds coming to Denver really means anything for him. Um, yeah. And it's a good matchup, so I think he could score another touchdown. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that's true uh, in terms of, you know, he's he's kind of like uh, just putting it all together. Like, he's not a high-end guy, but you can still get points out of him. Um, so these next three guys, you hate them. You want them to die. You wish that they were never born. Uh, no, no. Okay, but you like them less than everybody else does. Yes. Okay, for fantasy football. Yeah, for fantasy football, they can go away. Well, Ken Walker, you're still playing, but the other they guys can, can go away. They can go rot in heck. All right, so Ken Walker, you have at 17, ECR's 10, going up against Tampa Bay. This uh, Seahawks-Tampa Bay game, you have a lot of gripes with how people are ranked in it, it seems. Yeah, uh, so you're, you guys are all idiots. There you go. um so uh ken walker you have at 17 ecrs 10 i mean it's the tampa bay run defense they're very good yeah i mean i don't expect walker to be very efficient i mean i I think you're going to get 16 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown and a catch for five yards so 
you know, he's going to have like 13 to 15 points and he's going to be a fine start. But, you know, if you've got a stacked running back room, I could see sitting in this week. Yeah, he's the type of player where because he's he, so he has one dimension, but that one dimension is really, really good and it carries him. But if the defense is a killer defense against that, there's nowhere else for him to go. You know, it's not like Austin Eckler, where if he goes up against a good run defense, he could get like eight targets like that's not going to happen for Ken Walker. Right. I mean, and, and there's situations where you could have like Derrick Henry, Travis Etienne and Damian Pierce. And I would not play Ken Walker in that circumstance. All right. Uh, Damian Pierce is the only surprising name on that list. You have him at 14 this week. So, um, yeah, Ken Walker at 17. David Montgomery of a 28. ECR is 19. We've kind of already talked about him. You prefer Khalil Herbert in this game, given the style of defense that uh, the Lions have. That's that's correct. Yes. Uh, Montgomery battering Ram doesn't really work that well against the Lions defense. You need to get him in space, make their linebackers miss. Yeah. So um, already let's move on to uh, AJ Dillon. You have him at 39. ECR is 30. Um, I, I think Aaron Jones still plays this week. He doesn't seem too concerned. Um, but uh, they're also going up against the Cowboys, which have a good run defense. So even if he doesn't play like he might go up to like 26. You know, it's not. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's an a volume based RB2 if Jones is out. But um, the assumption is that Jones plays right now. And so I think in that circumstance, you can't play Dylan. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense, especially because Dylan has been like not good. No, like, no, not, not at all. I mean, quite, quite bad, actually. Yeah, we we had this idea that he was going to, you know, be kind of like a startable asset every week, but he's got 54 yards per game on 12 touches or sorry, 13 touches per game. So it's just like not not great. Yeah, not not very good. I mean, these I mean, he played 66 percent of snaps last week against the Lions and he was running back 31. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's perfect. So, um, all right, your toughest rank this week, uh, CEH, you have a 21. Uh, let me just say, throw a one in front of that. Running back 121. I don't think that many will even play. Uh, there could. We'll see. Okay, well. I'll see. I, I will do the 10 minutes of work to see how many running backs play this week. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, I. it's a good matchup. I think he scores a touchdown. Yeah. But he's not very good. That's the problem. No, I think I think he'll have like six carries for 30 yards and three catches for 20 yards and a touchdown or something. All right. So he'll get there, but it won't be very pretty. Correct. All righty. Uh, I'm trying to see how many uh, running backs score fantasy points in a given week. It's about 80. So, OK, a 121, not 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 a good rank for him. Uh, your most surprising rank this week, Jamal Williams at 13. I am not surprised by this. Going up against the Bears, I think he scores uh, one, maybe two touchdowns. The Bears love to give up touchdowns to running backs. Yep, they sure do. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he could definitely score multiple touchdowns. He's going to get at least 15 touches. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, fire up Jamal Williams. Uh, if you drafted him, you're loving life right now. I'm not very, I'm not feeling very great about how Dan Campbell's talking about DeAndre Swift either. I think Swift is probably going to continue for the rest of the season to have this like eight, nine touch roll Mm -hmm. where he has, you know, four carries and five targets. And uh, he's still going to be good for fantasy because he's really good at catching the ball and making people miss and stuff like that. So he's 
you know, he's going to score like 12 points a game. And when he scores, then he's a top 10 running back still. But yeah, I mean, when they need to grind stuff out, they're going to use Williams. And when they need to run it in at the goal line from the one, they're going to use Williams. Yeah. So that's, that's precisely what it is, is uh, kind of like how Zeke, uh, if they get it inside the five, Jamal Williams comes in and he scores the touchdown. That's right. All right. Sneaky start. Antonio Gibson, you have at 20 for this week. Right. And I think people might be scared off by the matchup against Philly, but again, Philly's run defense really isn't that great. Um, they have Jordan Davis on IR. Uh, I believe another one of their defensive tackles got hurt as well. Um, so I, I think Gibson will be successful when he runs, and I think Washington will be behind quite a bit in this game, so I would expect Gibson to get some receptions as well. I think he's a solid RB2. Yeah, that's pretty much, I told you that, um, you know, I was, as I was writing about Antonio Gibson this week, he started as a sit and he turned into a start for me for that exact reason. Um, uh, he is going to get lots of targets and he is a good uh, pass catcher. Uh, surprise, surprise, the converted wide receiver um, is a good pass catcher. So, um, all righty, uh, the next guy that you are, you want to talk about your tough sit, Kareem Hunt, you have at 31 this week. Um I mean, it's kind of time. He's just, he's not going to score touchdowns very often. He's not catching as many passes as he used to. Um, You know, he's going to get his 10 carries for 45 yards and two catches for 15 yards. And there's your eight points, but he doesn't score many touchdowns. So you're just looking at eight points. And so he's, he's still a decent flex play, but I you can't trust him as an RB2 right now. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what it is. Uh he I hopefully he gets more touches now that the trade deadline's over, but I can't trust it yet. Right. I mean uh also just something about Antonio Gibson. How many unusable weeks do you think he has this season in 9 games? Like one? One. Yep. Yeah. Week 5 against Tennessee, he was running back 44. Uh, week four against Dallas, he was running back 34 and then he's been inside the top 30 in seven out of nine weeks. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to a guy who has Antonio Gibson in a lot of places. Yeah. He's, he's good folks. He's good at football. He's good. And, uh, if people were like, Oh, Brian Robinson, I hope you bought low on Antonio Gibson. So, um, all righty. We tried to Uh, tell you, we tried to tell you, we tried to. Uh, imagine like how badly somebody would have been roasted after like week three if they traded uh, Antonio Gibson for CEH. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and and it would have been absolutely the right move. It would, yeah, it would have been 100% correct. Uh, so this is this is another reason why I don't like trade vetoes is because you don't know what the future is going to hold. So, sure. um, all righty. Uh, I will never forget there was a trade veto in RG3's rookie year. Somebody traded Drew Brees for RG3. And it was a keeper league, and everybody's like, "This is you, you got to overturn this trade." And it's like, "Well, uh, RG3 outscored uh, Drew Brees that year." So, all right, wide receivers, you are higher on. First one is Alan Lazard. Uh, your rank 14, ECR 26, um, going up against the Cowboys. I mean, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been great, but who are they throwing to? Right, it's always Alan Lazard. We've been yeah. we've been saying it every week. He's either going to get seven for 80, or he's going to get four for 80 and a touchdown. It's He's a good wide receiver to play every single week. Yeah. So um, it's 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 uh, the sort of thing where 
we overreact. Like we're throwing out Aaron Rodgers, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're throwing out all of the players that he's throwing the football to. Yeah, I mean, in the games that Alan Lazard has played this season, uh, week two coming up, coming back from injury, wide receiver 50, and then 30, 16, 23, 12, 32, 9. Yeah. So there you go. And he's got, um, and in his last six games, he's gotten six, eight, eight, nine, seven, and ten targets. That's the thing is we tried so hard to get like Romeo Dobbs or Dobbs or any of these other guys off the ground. It's like, oh no, it's just been Alan Lazard the whole time. Yeah, Alan Lazard is the de facto number one receiver. You know, he's he's getting eight targets a game and he's catching five of them for seventy yards. Yep. So, all right, uh, another guy you're higher on, Curtis Hamlin, you have at 26, ECR is 32. This is just a, you like him as a flex more than other people. Yeah, he's uh, close to a wide receiver, too. In three wide receiver leagues, it shouldn't even be a question. You should absolutely be playing him. He's still averaging exactly the same amount of fantasy points as Terry McLaurin per game. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they're both at 12.7. So there's really no reason to have one ranked significantly ahead of the other. Uh, They're both good plays. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, that's exactly it. They're both good plays in this game. Um, Zay Jones, you have at 31. ECR is 38. Uh, you love Zay Jones and hate Marvin Jones. That's what this has to be. No, I I still love Marvin Jones. I just, I think Zay Jones's role in the offense is more consistent. And Zay Jones is, you know, a borderline top 30 receiver on the season. He's uh, far far better than he has any right to be. Yeah, but here's what's going to happen is you're going to Zay Jones is going to struggle. You're going to move on from Zay Jones and who's going to be there for you? Life material. Marvin Jones. There you go. All right. Um, some guys you're lower on this week. DK Metcalf, you have at 26. ECR is 14. DC or DK Metcalf honestly belongs closer to like 24, 25 every week than 14, 15. He's just OK. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So is that all there is? Actually, actually, I have that <laughs> cap at 27. Sorry. Oh, you changed. That's why I got distracted because I was like, I can't have Samuel and Matt Cap both at 26. Oh yeah, that makes <laughs> that would be very difficult. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Um, so Matt, Matt Cap's 27 instead. Uh, yeah, he's he's only averaging 12.5 fantasy points per game this season. Um, he has the more volatile role of the two receivers. I just. I think he's kind of touchdown or bust, and I don't think it's a great chance he scores a touchdown in this game. I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, he's he's very touchdown or bust. Uh, Tyler Lockett, much more consistent role. All right, uh, you have Chris Godwin at 36, ECR is 19. Uh, we talked about Tom Brady's struggles, and uh, Seattle has an incredible secondary. They're so good, and I think that Chris Godwin has been overrated this year. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Godwin... Wide receiver 28, 29, 22, 31, 26, and 25 the last six weeks. Yet he's projected as a top 20 guy. He hasn't been a top 20 guy one time this season. Really? No. I didn't realize he hasn't been top 20. That's crazy. He's only been top 24 once. That is wild because I've, I thought he'd been disappointing, but that he just hadn't been having top 10 weeks. I guess I hadn't looked that closely to it, but... Huh. Yeah, he's his last six weeks, he's got 13, 12, 16, 12, 14, and 11 fantasy points. Jesus, that's not he's great. Not, Tom Brady's not throwing touchdowns to him because the only guy Tom Brady's looking for in the red zone is somebody big. You know, he's looking for Mike Evans or the tight end. Yeah. 
All right. And then uh, with Darnell Mooney, uh, you have him at 34. Everybody else has him at 24. It feels like the opposite effect of Alan Lazard. Like everybody's super excited about Justin Fields. So they pulled out uh, Darnell Mooney into like a top 24 guy. But Justin Fields is good because of his running. Yeah. And also, I think Chase Claypool plays a lot more snaps. He only played 35% of snaps in his first game with them, but he still got six targets Mm -hmm. and he ran once. So I think that they're clearly making an effort to get the ball into his hands and they clearly want him to be a big part of the offense. So I think that it's tough to play either Claypool or Mooney right now until we know which one's going to actually be the number one receiver because the pass volume in this offense can't support two receivers. No, it can't. Um, And, you know, even if they expanded it, it'd be like, what, 27 pass attempts a game. That's still not really enough to handle two receivers and whatever they get to Cole Komet and the running back. So, um, yeah, I I agree with this one. I think 24 is a little high. Your toughest rank this week, Michael Pittman going up against the Raiders, but he's got Parks Frazier calling the plays and Sam Ellinger throwing him the ball. So good luck ranking him. Yeah, I I have him at 18 because – he's the number one receiver on a team that's playing a really bad pass defense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it hasn't been good the last few weeks, wide receiver 42, 33 and 47 the last three weeks. Uh, but you know, he's still getting nine targets, nine targets and six targets. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of turning into a Deontay Johnson type situation where he's just getting a ton of targets, but it doesn't really matter that much because they're so bad. Yeah. But in this matchup, I think Pittman can get into the end zone. Okay, perfect. So your most surprising rank this week, Amari Cooper at seven uh, going up against Miami. I don't know. I guess it is pretty surprising. Yeah, Amari Cooper at seven. Yeah, I mean, that is that is his highest finish on the season, but he's done it twice, and he's also been wide receiver nine and wide receiver 11 in uh, games of the season as well. So top 12 four times has a really good matchup against Miami. Uh, I, I think that uh, I think he has a very good game. Yeah, Amari Cooper, a guy we haven't really been talking about this year, but he's been, like, really good. Uh, he's on pace for uh, 1,175 yards and 11 touchdowns, which his career high is 1,189. So obviously there's an extra game, but it's like he's playing as good as he's ever played. Yeah, which I mean, is, he's yeah. he's he's catching a lot more touchdowns than he did in Dallas as well. He, mm-hmm. he was not the preferred red zone option. They went to lamb and Schultz a lot more or they just ran the ball. But uh, yeah, Brissett has been willing to throw the ball to Cooper around the end zone. Yeah. So um, we haven't really talked about Amari Cooper that much, but yeah, um, sneakily been really good this year. Uh, your sneaky start this week is Josh Palmer uh, going up against uh, the 49ers. Sunday night football. Um, you have him at 23. Uh, I think other people are ranking like they hope and dream that Keenan Allen is coming back. Yeah. I mean, in games that, uh, in games that Allen hasn't been playing this year, he's got Palmer has six targets, eight targets, nine targets, 10 targets, and 12 targets. Mm-hmm. Um, the matchup is not great, but it's not awful. And, uh, yeah, he, Palmer's going to get probably double digit targets. So I would expect he's going to have something in the like six for 65 range. And that's a startable player. 
Yeah, and um, even against the 49ers, that's something that you can do. Like, people think of them as having a good defense, which they do, but it's not the secondary that makes them good. So you can attack them. Like, I mean, Michael Hardman, two of them were rushing, but he had three touchdowns a couple weeks ago. So right. you can go after the 49ers uh, pass defense. All righty, uh, your tough set for the week. Adam Thielen, uh, TJ Hawkinson ate his lunch. He's dead. He's done. He's gone. You have him at 35. Yeah, I mean, uh, Thielen is kind of banged up right now. He's been limited at practice with an ankle injury. Um, it appears that TJ Hawkinson is going to be the the number two target in the offense, um, with Adam Thielen being the number three target. He's playing a lot, but yeah, I mean, his he's been a top 20 wide receiver once this season, and that was against Detroit. Um, top 24 three times out of... Mm-hmm eight games so just not a guy i'm really interested in starting in a bad matchup against buffalo yeah and he's been he's been like all right but he's been kind of a floor play so um i fully understand not wanting to start him even though i'm i think that you can still start him but i understand not not wanting to you could probably have better options i disagree but i respect your opinion i don't respect your opinion how about that oh god oh god all right we're back folks we cut like 30 minutes of yelling and screaming out of <laughs> yeah yeah i went crazy but we're walker, good now walker went uh nutso mode uh had to go to the store buy a new computer because they, they smashed those on the ground no actually i just took a beat uh we did not uh get in a fight uh, all right, David Ajoku, you have it five. Tight end, you're higher on. ECR is 18. If he plays, he's good. And he is probably going to play. Yeah, I, I think he's going to play this week. And yeah, I mean, since they decided to get him involved, he's been tight end 2, 14, 6, 17, and 5. So he's been playable every week. And he's had top six, you know, tight end finishes three of five weeks. So. This is also, again, a really good matchup against Miami. Um, Yeah, if he plays, he's a smash play. Yep, that's that's the long and the short of it. So uh, Evan Ingram, another guy that you're higher on the consensus. You have him at six. ECR is 12. Um, He's going up against the Chiefs. Didn't come through for us last week, but he injured. He got like crunched and injured his back early in the game. So Mm -hmm. he was hobbled all game long. So uh, I appreciate the faith in Evan Ingram here. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's, again, process thing. But, yeah, it, the the four previous weeks before that, he was tight end 7, 16, 9, and 4 while playing at least 75% of snaps in all of them. Mm-hmm. Only played 55% of snaps last week against Vegas because of the injury. Um, yeah. He was limited on Wednesday practice, didn't even miss Wednesday's practice. So I think he's going to play. And Kansas City, again, is a team you can pass on. Yeah, and this last guy, this is your star of the week, right? Out of all positions. <laughs> yeah, I love I I love this guy. Uh, really, he's my favorite guy. Uh, Kylan Granson, tight end twenty five, ECR is thirty five. Uh, your your tight end twenty five is usually something I highlight, but I had to wait for this one. So, uh, you love Kylan Granson, huh? Yeah, I just don't understand why moally cox and jelani woods keep getting ranked ahead of kylan granson because granson's getting the most targets of any of the tight ends yeah that doesn't make a lot of sense it's just because Uh, granson hasn't caught a touchdown yet this season but i feel like that's just variance he's just as likely to catch one as the other guys 
Yeah, it's not like any of those players is significantly better than the other ones. Like, mm. like Kylan Granson is probably marginally more talented, but it's not like, uh, you know, they're, they have a dedicated red zone guy there. So, uh, all right, let's talk about some tight ends you're lower on. ECR on Dallas Goddard is two. You have him at eight. I don't understand why he would be at two. Like, I don't, I can't even fathom why he would be that high. Uh, because he was tight end one last week, I guess. Um, and Mark Andrews is on by. So somebody's got to be number two. I guess, but like, I, I guess just, you're right. I guess you're right. I'm looking at this, but it's like, I guess oh. that's the logic. But you have him at eight behind uh, Higby, Engram, Njoku, Kittle, Dulcich, Hawk, and uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, it, Washington is the best defense in the National Football League at stopping tight ends. That's why I didn't understand number two. Yeah. He, the it's the worst matchup. Well, I, the last time Goddard played Washington, he was tight end nine, which is fine. I'm not saying don't play Goddard. I'm just saying that you can't expect him to be scoring like 20 points in this game. You know, yeah. he's, he's probably going to give you 10. Yeah. You're, you're saying, you're not saying don't play Goddard, but you're saying there might be better options than Goddard out there. I'm saying if you have, right. If you have Goddard and Najoku on your team, start Najoku. Yeah, like I picked up Najoku off the waiver wire in, in a deep roster league. So it's like right, you can start Greg Dulcich over yeah. you know, Najoku. I shouldn't I shouldn't stake my claim on Najoku because he might not play, but Dulcich, but Dulcich I absolutely yeah. would play over Goddard. Yeah, I agree. All right. Last guy. Um, not oh, last I'm sorry. Guy. Next guy. Next guy. Gerald Everett. Uh, you have it. Twelve ECR six. Um, Gerald Everett got a little too high. Like he's more of like a tight end eight guy and people like think that he's not what he is. And uh, the Niners defense, very good. Uh, They got blown up by Tyler Higby because he had like 14 targets, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, Everett will he'll get targets, but he he's only played 75 percent of snaps one time this season. Sixty seven is his next highest. Um, He's been top 12 four times uh, and then 13 once. That was last week against Atlanta in a really good matchup. San Francisco, not a very good matchup. I just, I think you can play Gerald Everett because he'll probably get you eight points, but I don't know if he's going to do anything better than that. And I think there's better options that you could find. Oh, absolutely. Um, And I'm, I'm like. You're his biggest fan. Yeah, I'm the foremost Gerald Everett scholar in the in the United States. And even I was like, no, this is six is too much. That's too much. Stop it. Um, I'm great at finding a guy that finishes like tight end nine. But the guys who finish inside the top five. No, thank you. I I just cannot do it. I can't find him. I can't do it, folks. All right. uh, Last guy. uh, Speaking of a guy that I found that started finishes tight end nine. Mike Asicki. You have a 20 ECR 15. Stop it. He's, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's not a streamer. Cleveland's really good against tight ends. Um, Gesicki has been top 12 three times, uh, tight end six, one, and eight. Um, and he's been outside the top 24 every other week. Weren't all of his top 12 weeks uh, tight end, or I'm sorry, touchdowns too? Uh, yeah, four for 41 and a touchdown, six for 69 and two touchdowns. Nice. And then three for 38 and a touchdown. Yeah, so so it, getting a touchdown is just being in the right place at the right time. That's why we we harp, harp do not chase touchdowns. They are fluky. 
And his his top 12 weeks have been touchdown-based. So don't keep going back to Mike Kosicki. Yeah, he's averaging three and a half targets per game. Yeah, it's and not great. And he's playing a defense that's really good against tight ends. He's probably going to have like two for 25. Yeah, but the only problem is that might be two for 25 and a touchdown, and then we'll look stupid. Yeah, and then he'll be tight end 11 on the week or something. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Likely, one for 24 and a touchdown, tight end 10. It was so dumb. <sighs> All right, your toughest rank, uh, uh, Logan Thomas. He's back. He's playing. He's running routes. He's doing nothing. Yeah, he's not getting the ball at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's out there playing. But, yeah, I, before he's been tight end 9, 18, 21, and 45 prior to this week, you know, and had three targets, was running routes a lot. His points per game are still not terrible. It's it doesn't really make sense why he's not scoring points. It, it, I don't get it. Um, I don't think you should play Logan Thomas, but all his peripherals would suggest that in good matchups, he should be somebody that's streamable. Yeah, he just hasn't done anything since he's gotten back. So that's why it's so tough. Like since he's come back from injury, he's played 56 and 72 percent of snaps in the last two games, but he has zero catches. Right. So that's what makes it so hard. It's like he's out there. He's running routes. He's playing. But it's just, he's just not involved. So I understand why that's um, a tough rank for you. I personally would not go into it till I see him, you know, catch a football in the last uh, month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His last catch was October 2nd. So, um, you know, we'll see. Most surprising, uh, TJ Hawkinson at two against Buffalo. Uh, you know, they they showed that uh, the reason that they did not give Irv Smith the ball is because they didn't think he was very good because Hawkinson got plenty of targets. Yeah, Hawkinson is the number two player in this in this offense. Um, Buffalo is decently tough against tight ends, but um, not as good against tight ends as they are against receivers. So I would yeah. expect Hawkinson to have a much better game than Thielen. He's probably going to get at least eight targets. Um, you know, I, I and again we we went over that somebody's got to be tight end two, and so I think uh, you know Hawkinson's got a solid chance to have six for 60 and a touchdown. Yeah, I think that that's a solid play as well. Um, You know, they were using him. They used him. I think it was like their first or second target of the game was TJ Hawkinson. They got him involved early and often. Yeah, nine, uh, nine for nine for 70, tight end five on the week. And he played his season high in, in uh, snap shares, 91%. Yep. All right. Your sneaky start straight off the waiver wire out of the buy into your starting lineup. Greg Dulcich at three. We touched on him a little bit. Literally has never played a game where he hasn't been a top 10 uh, tight end. Top 12. Ever. Top 12, sorry. Oh, it's uh, 10 fantasy points. That's what it is, right? Yeah, he's got yeah. 12, 11, and 13. Yeah. Um, And Tennessee is bad against tight ends. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, he's, he's getting us, he's playing a lot of snaps. He's getting a lot of targets. And I think there's a good chance he scores a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, this is this is, of course, when we all look silly, when we fall on our face, when we're all in on Greg Dulcich. But uh, he's good, folks. Yeah, give me uh, f- four for 60 and a touchdown. for Dulcich. I'll take that. I'll take that from Dulcich. All right. Your tough sit of the week, a tight end. Uh, Darren Waller, um, not a person that exists. Uh, he hasn't. Excuse me. He hasn't played a snap since week five. He hasn't had a target since week four uh, dealing with a hamstring injury. And it doesn't sound like he's going to play this week. 
he was limited in practice. Uh, I, there's not a lot of uh, optimism that he's going to be out there. So I, yeah, I, I even if he plays, I, I don't want to play him. Yeah, it's one of those things too where it's like you know if you suffer a multi-week injury, I don't want to put you back in my lineup if I can help it. Like granted, that philosophy got you know burned me with Cordero Patterson last week, but you know. I developed it while having Gronk on my roster and just putting him right back out there burned me too. So um, I'm just not going to play a guy who could goose me like that. And that's, that's what Darren Waller is this week. So, all right, Walker, that's it. We did it. We did it folks. You can check out Walker's ranks at footballabsurdity.com. There is a button at the top of every page that says week 10 ranks. You hit it and you go to the ranks or there will be a link in the description to this podcast. So, uh, for Big Daddy Ranks, Walker, uh, you can find them on Twitter at Big Daddy Dricks with an X if you would like to yell at them about the ranks. If you'd like to yell at me, my handle is at Elon Musk, E-L-O-N-M-U-S-K. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. Elon Musk sucks. More like uh, Felon Elon, Musk. Elon suck. <laughs>